this is absolutely amazing. I am so excited for Daisha Carter after the passing of her husband, Kima. I am thoroughly proud of her, and I cannot wait to see what she does with this podcast moving forward. Phenomenal job, Daisha, from Designs by Pamela, Pamela Williams, here in Las Vegas, Nevada. Welcome to another episode of the Widow I Go From Here podcast, a podcast for anyone felt thrown into a season they did not pray or prepare for. My goal is to focus on the amazing hand of God in the midst of walking the fearful, unknown, and the painful path of grief with the hope of discovering that Jesus is always the way. I will be your host, Daisha Carter, and now let's listen in and enjoy. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Widow I Go From Here podcast. So first off, I promised that I would record my story in two episodes. And the feedback has just been overwhelming and so encouraging. Um, From the little bit of listeners (laughs) that listened to the first two podcasts. (laughs) Um, But I'm grateful for it. And so... Um, but, but yeah, so the feedback that I've gotten is that people want to, that you all want to continue to hear my story. Um, and that is so funny to me because I, if you knew me, I I am so boring. Like (laughs) I am the most boring one in my family. Um, yeah. And I, so anyway, this is just, Yes, soul care stuff, but I um just wouldn't wouldn't have imagined to be honest that um folks would just want to continue to hear you know my story, but I am honored and I'm I am grateful and so I'm just gonna hold off on um bringing guests onto the podcast until. Uh, you guys are satisfied so that you you have to promise me that when you're tired of hearing my story, that you will let me know. You will send a message. So that's what you heard in the beginning of this episode of the podcast. If you're listening on Anchor, you can actually leave me a sweet voicemail, um, 60 seconds. Um, but those voicemails that have come in have been so encouraging. Like literally, they have infused me to keep going just to hear your heart, you know, um, 
for the podcast. And so I just want to say thank you uh, so much. But that's just an avenue. That's a tool that you can use to let me know, like, okay, Daisha, we're tired of hearing your story. <laughs> Let's bring on another guest. Or you can text me if you really know me and have my cell phone number. You can hit me up on social media. You can email me. You can tell my mama. Just let me know when you are tired of hearing my story. And a sister told me, just pray about it. The Holy Spirit will let you know when it's time to move on from your story. Um, so I appreciate that too. So anyway, enough of that. Um, so yeah, so where do we begin today? I left off with um, room 707. And so what I did not say was that in November of 2017, Literally, Thanksgiving morning, I woke up for the first time and I was grief stricken. And it was foreign. I didn't, I didn't, I hadn't felt that way before. Uh, so I didn't know what I was feeling. I remember um, telling my minister at the time, I was just like, I think I'm feeling feelings of depression. Uh, I just, I just didn't know. I didn't know. And she says, well, you know, I, and so I told her my symptoms. And so she says, I think what you are experiencing is grief. And I said, oh, and as soon as she said that it, it connected the dots for me. And so uh, that was Thanksgiving of 2017. Again, December 2017. Uh, I was still kind of going, you know, still mo moving along. Um, that's when we went to the hotel. The, you know, they gave us room 707. And then January of 2018 comes around, and I am still feeling just a, a very deep sadness, and I cannot shake it. And at the end of January of 2018, I went to work. And so keep in mind, I had just got a promotion. And so, yeah, it, it was just a lot of conflict because I knew that I couldn't go on. Like I knew that I couldn't continue, but I was like, I just got a promotion. I cannot take any time off. Uh but I, but at the same time, I could not continue to go on either. And so I was getting on the elevator. I think I was going to lunch. I was getting on the elevator at work and a coworker of mine, uh, she could see on my face that I was sad. <laughs> and, uh, she said, what's wrong? And no one at my job knew that my husband died. I hadn't told anyone. Um, and so this is truly elevator speech, elevator talk. And from whatever floor we were on to the lobby, I got open and I just told her that my husband had passed away. I don't know what I should do, but I know that I cannot come to work tomorrow. And she just said, just go to the doctor and just act, you know, ask for time off. Let the doctor know you need some time off. And so that's what I did. 
and um, I that time was interesting. So I was off from February to June, and this was the beginning of the storm. And it got to a point to where I could not function, could not function. The only thing I wanted to do was stay in bed. The only thing that I did was stay in bed. And it's so hard to describe the level of darkness, sadness, grief. My soul, every part of my being was dark. It was dark. At night, nights were just the worst. At night, I just cried. For hours, I would cry. And I and I, I couldn't stop. I, you know, there was no one to console me. I was just in the dark every night, bawling my eyes out in a fetal position, trying to, I don't know, almost like grip the pain away or or push the pain out and I couldn't. It wasn't going anywhere. The pain wasn't moving. There was nothing that I could do. There was nothing that I could do to change my emotional state. And that lasted for months. And during those months, so so let me go back a little bit. So I am a hard worker, just by nature. Um, I, I think I got that honest. My mom is a is a hard worker. She always has. She I had, grew up with a great example um, from my mom, and so yeah, I get it in. You know, I I'm a hard worker and I'm a dreamer, and so yeah, I go. And then the church that I am affiliated with, it's interesting because when I first became a Christian, uh, it was definitely transforming, but a lot of my identity in Christ was birth in working hard for the Lord. And I'm a hard worker for the Lord. 
And so now I can't, I can't work at all. I can't work for a secular job. I can't work for the Lord. I can't work. I can't move. I can't cook. I can barely get out of bed to go to the bathroom. I couldn't open the blinds. Couldn't drive anywhere. Couldn't clean up. There was nothing I could do but sit in my darkness. And what's so profound, what is so amazing, just about that moment when I could not do anything, God kept whispering, I don't need you to do anything. All I need you to do is sit in your sadness. And because my value was misplaced and work hard, work ethic, you know, get up and go, grind. That message was hard to hear, even from God. There were so many nights I just, I didn't believe it. When I would hear the Spirit say, I don't, I'm not looking for you to work. I'm looking for you to just be. It was so hard to believe that God loved me still. And I know that sounds crazy because if if I was looking at someone on the outside looking in, I would be like, girl, your husband just died. Like you definitely get a pass. But my psyche, I just, I didn't believe that, you know, I had a pass to not perform. And so God needed me there to teach me a lesson, to teach me a lesson about my identity, to teach me a lesson about righteousness, to teach me a lesson about provision, how he truly is Jehovah Jireh. And as I, over over the months, it wasn't, I woke up one day and it just all went away. Over, over the few months, I started to just abide, abide in my Savior's loving arms. And there was a time where I didn't want to read my Bible, didn't read my Bible, didn't really pray, just wanted to sleep and binge watch Netflix. Like, that's all I did for months and cry, sleep, cry, binge watch Netflix. And 
it was there. It was there. It was there where I felt the overwhelming love of the Father. When I could not perform and did not perform, and I was able to experience the comfort from the Holy Spirit, when I was able to hear the voice, the whispers of the Spirit telling me, I don't need you for anything. All I need is for you to be with me. That's all I need. I just need you to abide. That's it. I will provide. I get things done without you. I just need you to come and drink from the fountain of love. That's the only work I need you to do. And I started to drink. So funny during this time. So Kima Jr., the same son that was like, mom, you don't have to be strong. You can let it out, you know, was the same son that came to the house like, what are you doing? You need to get up. You need to live life. You need to open the blinds. You need to let the sun shine in. <laughs> I was like, look at here. You can't have it both ways. You know, I'm, I'm being me. I, I'm being authentically me right now. When I was strong, I was strong. Now I am weak. Let me be weak. It's going to be okay. And I, as I sat in my weakness, day in, day out, God was doing a work inside of me. I had no idea. I honestly thought that I would forever be broken. That's how that's how shattered the broken pieces were in my heart so much glass that you can you could you could never imagine putting it back together again it was that was impossible like there was no way and i i don't know when it happened it's so crazy to me i just i can't tell like i've i've been telling you guys the timeline from the first episode i cannot give you a timeline on when all those shattered, broken pieces, God started to put them back together again. But it had to be between February and June, <laughs> and June, because I went back to work in June. And I, when I went back to work, I was ready to go back to work. But I do believe that it's because I sat in my weakness, in my brokenness, 
in my sadness, in my grief. I didn't run from it. I didn't keep keep working, you know, to not feel. I sat there, I laid there. And by the time June came around and my heart was in a totally different place from January, I knew that that could only be the hand of God. No human could perform that kind of a miracle. And so, yeah, I, um, it's amazing. God is amazing. That was the end of that episode, but I do want to end off with a closing thought. So when I think about the healing that took place in my life, healing for me wasn't a destination. Like I never thought that I could be healed. So I was never looking for or waiting on God to fix or remove my pain. I never thought that it was even an option. But looking back, healing for me was allowing God to move me from the debilitating, disabling parts of my grief. My grief left me handicapped and unable to truly live my life for a time. And when I was made aware and able to identify with what was happening to me, I acknowledged it, but I also allowed it to invade my emotions. And I think that is the hardest part. The fear, sadness, depression, darkness, insecurity, the crying. I didn't push forward to keep up appearances. I stopped. And I honestly believe that is why God was able to do some of his best work in my heart because I wasn't faking. I was real about it all. I didn't want to talk to God. And I told him, I don't want to talk to you today or tomorrow or the next day. But when I was real, God was real too. His realness was him being true to his word and his promises. Like, I still grieve. I still have days when I can't get out of bed. I still miss my husband deeply. But my heart is healed. Meaning, I don't, I no longer experience the debilitating parts of my grief. I enjoy my life. I live a simple life, but I enjoy it. I have hope for the future. I am embracing being a single woman. I actually find it exciting that I get another chance, an opportunity to live a devoted life being only concerned about the Lord's affairs. Like, I love my life. And I don't grieve the way the world grieves. Like, I know I will see Kima again. We won't be husband and wife, but 
I will see my best friend again. And when I do, it will be for eternity. Like, that's hope. That's hope. So let's wrap it up, Daisha. <laughs> okay. Um, so I'm going to end off with this scripture. 2 Corinthians chapter 1, uh, verse 3 in the Passion Translation. It says, all praises belong to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. He is the Father of tender mercy and the God of endless comfort. He always comes alongside us to comfort us in every suffering so that we can come alongside those who are in any painful trial. We can bring them the same comfort that God has poured out upon us. Verse six says, if troubles weigh us down, that just means that we will receive even more comfort to pass on to you for your deliverance for the comfort pouring into us empowers us to bring comfort to you. And with this comfort upholding you, you can endure victoriously the same suffering that we experience. And that's what's happening right now. As I'm shedding light on my sufferings, I'm doing it in hopes that it will bring you comfort. And so even though I, I, I suffered, it was in the suffering that I was able to experience the immense comfort that God poured into my life. And so because I was comforted in that way, that prepared me, equipped me to be able to hopefully comfort you through your painful trial, whatever it may be. It does not have to be the same. The fact that we struggle, the fact that life is hard, the fact that we are faced with decisions and that, that at times throw us. It's like being thrown into the ocean and not knowing how to swim. And God's comfort comfort honestly was my life jacket. And so now that I am back to shore, I can throw you the same life jacket through my testimony, through sharing my faith, through the podcast. Um, it's just how it works, the beauty of the kingdom of God. And so, okay, shut up, Daisha. <laughs> okay. Um, where do I go from here? Community. <laughs> so glad we're on this journey together. Notice I called us a community, even though I may only have five faithful listeners <laughs> and my mom being one of them. <laughs> and she's going to support me whatever I do. So I probably really only have four. <laughs> okay. I'm really ending this episode right now. New episodes will be released every Wednesday. Thank you so much for listening.
Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the podcast, please share it. To find out what I'm up to, you can check me out at goodsoilentertainment.com. You can also follow me on social media at goodsoilent, and you can find me on my YouTube channel at goodsoilent. Bye for now.